everyone, and welcome to this spooky episode of the Cup Duet Reviews. Uh, uh, uh. <laughs> My name is Jillian Robinson. I am the associate artistic producer here at Cup of Hemlock Theater. I am joined by my colleague, one of our co-artistic producers, Mackenzie Horner. Mackenzie, how are you doing? Jill, I want to suck your blood. <laughs> so you are doing just fine and ready and amped and vamped to, <laughs> to unpack Eve of St. George. This is a production yes. happening by the Transcendence Project. It's happening here in Toronto mm -hmm. at the Great Hall. Mm -hmm. And it is a short run, but it is a revival. Of mm -hmm. The show has updated scenes, etc., from a previous production. So yeah, Mac and I had the opportunity to see their first performance last night. It only goes up at the Great Hall until February 24th. So mm -hmm. you're going to get this Just episode till Saturday. out. Exactly. And friends, you are not going to want to miss this. But before we dive too far into the dark, seductive ambiance of this piece, mm. let's do our usual icebreaker. Mac, what are you sipping with us today? Well, Jill, in honor of tonight's episode, I have a lovely blackberry raspberry crystal light that I am drinking. There's a nice bloody red. Yes. What about yes. you? So I have in a little flute, I also have some crystallized beverage. I believe this is strawberry. It's not as red and blood-like as I would like it to be. Mm. But yeah, and I have some backup. Love um, that. And I also just have some water because hydration station, water, not blood. 100%. Um, yeah. yeah. And my ensemble, I guess I'll mention some of these. Yes. Yeah, so what is your ensemble? Do. You? I have this sort of bustier lingerie piece that was kind of the same Very, flavor yeah. as our mistress of ceremonies and vampire brides, which we'll get into. Mm -hmm. And I am wearing, but I am going to remove just so I'm not wearing it throughout the entire <laughs> episode. But this was the masks that we were all asked to don as patrons. Yes. So I thought I would kind of come in costume and now I'm Jill. Now we're, we're able to get yes. down to business. Great. So Mac, like I said, this was Eve of St. George. This is done by Transcendence Project. Mm -hmm. You and I chatted about their production, A Grim Night. We did an yes, episode did. on it a while back. Mm -hmm. And Transcendence Project is like an immersive dance theatrical extravaganza. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's done at the Great Hall. So folks who have been to the Great Hall or know about the Great Hall, it is this Gorgeous stunning, venue. yes, open venue. It's used for also like weddings. There's like a ballroom area. Mm -hmm. There's front rooms. There's like a basement, basement. corridor. <laughs> so Transcendence really yes. does shapeshift mm -hmm. this entire space to yeah. tell a story through immersive dance theater yeah. and this is eve of saint george which is an adaptation of mm -hmm. ron stoker's dracula Dread. so yeah. yeah so those of you who don't know about dracula i encourage you to you know look up a synopsis do a little spark notes vibe because mac and i have you read the book jill I have not. I've mm. seen play adaptations of it, but yeah, I've never read I've never read the book. Ryan, on the other hand, of Cup of Hemlock, mm -hmm. he actually signed up. You can read because the book for folks that don't know are told basically the chapters are told through letters or diary entries yes. of our characters. So Ryan signed up for this thing where to 
correlate to the actual day of a year, you can read a letter or an entry that's dated that mm. way. So for about a year, he got like Dracula installments sent to his I email, love that. which was cool, which I'm probably going to do now because it, it just was really cool when he was doing it. Yes. But yeah. So look at the synopsis of mm-hmm. Dracula because we don't want to dive into that here. We will get mm-hmm. into some plot points past the spoiler alert. Absolutely. But as someone like Matt, because you haven't read it either, right? No, no, I've read it. Oh, you've read, read it just growing some time. I, okay. I went on a whole like gothic horror binge. Amazing. I, I did Hunchback, Frankenstein, Dracula. I then saw the Princess for Coppola, Gary Oldman, nice. Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder adaptation that was done in the 90s. So Great. like, I, but it'd been a long time since I'd really, do, do, yeah. do, uh, like I remembered all the plot points. I remember like elements of it. Like, like I remembered certain characters like Renfield, who's like eating the bugs. Mm-hmm, I remembered mm-hmm. his character because he's such a, a a very vivid character that you remember. Same thing with what happens with the, the character of Lucy and, and yeah. her fate. I remembered that element of it. And then, of course, Gary Oldman and, and, and Christopher Lee and so many great actors have played the role yeah. of Dracula. I mean, I mean, the Definitely. original guy who did it in the original adaptation was uh, Bella Lugosi. Back in 1931, and he was like the original Count Dracula, but he has spawned from since. And then, of course, you have Nosferatu. Yeah. So, like, so Dracula's yeah, so always been through, around. Way better than Twilight. Through, exactly. Through pop culture, we've yeah. all absorbed, yes, the bloody tale. But I will say, because mm-hmm. I haven't been in close proximity to the story in a while, mm-hmm. part of my experience, I feel, was enriched of mm-hmm. me sort of re-remembering plot points so that's why mm-hmm. yeah outside of the spoiler zone we are going to just mm-hmm. encourage you to look up facts but also if you want to just show up to the show and mm-hmm. be gobsmacked and remember facts that's also a wonderful opportunity yeah. so yeah so just to kind of glaze through what the night entails so you show up to the great hall you're given some goodies which again we'll get into in spoiler alert and mm-hmm. it is 90 minutes of you are tossed around the building wherever you at want. your own discretion although yeah. at your own discretion you can follow certain characters you can stay in a room for as long as you'd like and you are exposed yeah. to bits of this adaptation of Bram mm-hmm. Stoker's Dracula and it's Again, it's an immersive theatrical dance experience. So it is mm-hmm. very dance heavy, movement based. Mm-hmm. This one, it was very intimate and sort of seductive. Sultry. And sultry. So it really was a spectacular evening of mm-hmm. being engulfed into this dark, bogged mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. ambiance. Yeah. So, Mac, why don't we just chat a little bit before we head into spoiler sure. zone about some appraisals, some mm-hmm. path members that maybe stood out to you? Some sure. moments or instances you want to chat Absolutely. about. I have my program here. So I can... in. Yeah. 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 I, well, I mean, first off, we have to give a uh, big shout out to the creative team behind this. Yes. Uh, particularly Julia Cratchley, who, once again, she is the person who spearheads these pieces, puts them, mm-hmm. br- brings all the team together, has her wonderful team of, of, of dancers and, and she has different fight directors and intimacy coordinators, but she's the one that really pulls it all together. And she was the one throughout the whole night who had her earbud in so she could communicate with stage management. And yeah. she's just such a, I mean, once again, she's done two, both Grim Knight and, and, and Eva St. George are very dark 
things, but she is just like a ray of light and amazing. So welcoming to everybody who comes into this space. And it's just so goes with the flow of the night. Like, like she is someone who is, you know, just willing to go anywhere and everywhere Mm -hmm. with with, with the audience. And so I just got to give a show to her because she is the one that is really driving and spearing this piece. And I would love to see her do even more of this because there's so many source materials you could pull from whether, like, you know, whether or not you want to go back to the Greeks and the Romans and do one of their, like, Oedipus if you wanted to. Or, you know, you could do a Shakespeare or another literary book. Or, as you said, you'd love to see, like, a Pride and Prejudice um, sense of sensibility type story done. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, I mean, like, she just has such a mind for this. And I think and I think it's such a unique voice that we have here in Toronto that we need to get her as much support as possible so they can keep doing this great work. Yeah. Uh, within the cast, I have a few. I want to give a shout out to Joey Argio. Uh, Joey portrayed the role of Renfield and they were absolutely terrific. Last time, I believe they were the evil fairy. Yeah. Uh, or evil and queen. So, yeah. And yep. yeah, evil queen, evil fairy type character. And this time around, they're playing who I went home and, and restudied the character again. But basically, Renfield is a is a member of the insane asylum. Doctor Seward's patient, who mm-hmm. is being used by the Count uh, as kind of like a, a pawn, basically to help him get Minna to be his next bride. So basically, but they are just so physical, and the fact mm-hmm. that they are literally in nothing like uh, they just own the fact that they were literally naked, almost down to his underwear for a good chunk. And there's a one point where they are doing a fight scene in a very small, intimate space. And they just goes for it. And I was lucky enough to be paired up with them for the uh, pre-show interaction. Okay, great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so we'll get more to what happened in that pre-show interaction, but mm-hmm. they were just so captivating to watch in, in their cage. So that was great. And the other person, uh, other group I want to show it is the vampire bride. So you have Elvira, which is a great kind of homage to, you know, the old, the old horror films. Mm-hmm. And that was Martha Hart. You have Hazel. Played by Julia Castellano and Zella, played by Kaylee Kayla Wiley. And the yes, three of them. Apologies if we are mispronouncing any yes, of your names as we go yes, through. Yes. Yes. But they, as, as a trio, and Martha's mm-hmm. here behind me, mm-hmm. uh, are so captivating and and sultry and slinky. Yeah. That it's like, oh, like it's just. You know, like there's almost like spiders or eels where they are just or snake like where they're just always around you. And there's one point where they're using fabric to entice one of the audience members into their web. And it's just great. And Joe, I'm sure you have more to talk about that because you did get to do some more interactions with them. Mm-hmm. And they yeah. were wonderful. But just watching them doing some of their dances, like there's a great, a very iconic scene from the book where Jonathan Parker is seduced by the three of them. And it's basically there. It's, it's the three of them plus the plus plus Connor, mm-hmm. Jonathan, and just the movements they did to to simulate the orgy without actually, you know, yep. going full tilt for it. It's fascinating to watch. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know I mean, I mean to have such great power in female sexuality and not make it, you know, through Definitely. a male gaze, but really giving them their own agency and own yeah. energy was beautiful to watch. So I would definitely say Joey as Renfield and then our wonderful mm-hmm. trio of the Vampire Brides are mine. Amazing. Shout out of the night. What about you? 
Yeah. I mean, I agree with all of what you said and to sort of pick up where you just lobbed that wonderful comment Mm -hmm. of, yeah, the sexuality in the female body in this piece was so titillating Mm -hmm. and like Mm -hmm. beautifully, grotesquely Mm -hmm. shown. Mm -hmm. Um, So to kind of, I felt the exact same way about our vampire brides and Mm -hmm. I want to shout out as per usual, I'm a broken record, but I'm a massive fan of Kelly Shaw who played Nina. So I've seen Kelly in Grim Night. So Yep. Before we sort of dive into mm-hmm. Kelly, a lot of these cast members were in a Grim yep. Night that Mac and yep. I had seen. So it They're was kind of like a rep company. Them, yeah, seeing them again in this mm-hmm. and jigging around and playing different, like different hits, per- perhaps, mm-hmm. or different ages, which we'll get into, but probably throughout as well. Mm-hmm. But going back to Kelly, mm-hmm. seeing her in a Grim Night and seeing her in Dece, um, a dance production that was done at Crow's Theater recently, which we reviewed right. on the cup as well. She has such like a anytime she dances, like I don't need words, I don't need emotions, mm-hmm. I don't need plot points. Like mm-hmm. it is so enraptured in her physique and yes. her precision and focus. So just I had the opportunity in my tracks, and we'll get into that later, but I saw a lot of her like solo work and also mm-hmm. the work she does with Connor Mitten playing Jonathan Harker, also uh, as well as Jack as Dracula. And Jack is Dracula, exactly. And I just, she's such a force and she's mm-hmm. so eloquent, but like grotesque at the same time. I think she just, every character or body mm-hmm. she dances in, like displays humanity, like across mm-hmm. the board. It's kind of hard to describe, mm-hmm. but I get goosebumps and I just get emotional watching her work. Yeah. So definitely want to shout out Kelly. I also want to shout out Jack Rennie, who played Dracula. So Jack, mm-hmm. again, was Aurora's prince in Grim Knight. Yes, he was. And Jack is also a fight direct, mm-hmm. fight choreographer himself. Mm-hmm. And he's popped up on a lot of shows that I've seen recently as fight director. Mm-hmm. And it's so lovely, like, seeing him in the titular role of, like, yeah, of Dracula. And also under Colleen Snell, who did the fight direction for this and, and also she, played and she was, Dr. Uh, Dr. Seward. Seward. Yeah. So shout out to Colleen because this fight choreo mm-hmm. was absolutely exquisite. Mm-hmm. So I just want to say that there. But then, and Jack was the fight captain of this too, but mm-hmm. just in a character that really does mm-hmm. manipulate the other characters and like yeah. always has to exude, like, this is my domain. You're under my mm-hmm. spell. There was just such a groundedness to him that having seen him perform like Aurora's Prince, which offered such like, a lighter sort of heroic quality. It was really lovely to see him Mm -hmm. in this grounded, deep, entrenched, you know, opposite hit. Yeah, just like kudos to Jack Rennie. Honestly, this entire cast was absolutely brilliant. I do want to shout out a friend of the cup, Brie Clark, Mm -hmm. who was our nurse. nurse. And Brie understudies. uh, She's one of the understudies listed as well. Brie, we've also seen in Toes for Dance, which we've reviewed on the show. Brie is such a light and so phenomenal. And with this character of the nurse, like she's a presence that we'll get into that's really a part of the pre-show, like a a primal part of the pre-show. And then throughout the performance, she's sort of a liaison between characters. She's offering characters water for like practical purposes, probably too, but it was just lovely having her as like this focal point or this grounded force. I actually followed her a little bit just to kind of see mm-hmm. her like tertiary track. And she yeah, gets around so, a lot. Like she's in a lot of different plots. Definitely. But yeah, like 
this whole team is phenomenal. And like, honestly, the best dancers in Toronto, especially in a, from talking from a contemporary balletic point of view, such lovely people too. Mac, you and I, when we met them after Crim Night, like they're mm-hmm. so open and beautiful. And again, hearkening back to Julia Cratchley, I think she's just a person that really helms such a phenomenal teams. And you can yes. tell that she just infuses the space with what she wants, what her vision is, but you can feel from the actors that they are radiating their own vibes, their own interpretation. Mm-hmm. So it, it warms my heart to like feel and know that's the sort of collaboration that these yeah. massive undertaking projects go through and to do immersive theater and especially immersive dance theater It's Mm -hmm. like you're doing five productions under one roof. And last night when we saw, we're recording this the day after, there was 120 patrons. So to be able to- Some of them school students. Exactly. So to be able to navigate, having to navigate smaller spaces or having to navigate scenes Mm -hmm. with maybe folks that don't go to theatrical events often. Like I just thought- Mm -hmm. The whole team was so strong and it is only happening at the Great Hall until February 24th, which Saturday. will be the day after this episode comes out. But please go if you're not yeah. going already. And I really hope they bring this back. And I hope Julia just keeps helming these projects because it is a part of immersive theater. You're seeing other companies start to take a stab at it. But this, again, is it's even different than other companies, right? It's very, it's very dance heavy. Yeah. So yeah, we, we need to fund Transcend Dance. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Great. I think we should go into spoiler zone, Matt. Yes. What do you think? Let's okay, put up great. the fangs, Jill. Putting up the fangs. Amazing. Okay. First of all, I want to say with my drink, because I was going to mm-hmm. say this, but I was like, oh no, this is might be a spoiler. So they had an alcoholic and a non-alcoholic version that of did. cocktail, a cocktail mm-hmm. and a mocktail which I love because I personally Mm -hmm. don't drink. So I love that I was still able to get in on the action. And the names of them were so clever and (laughs) delivered via a little syringe. So Dracula's Kiss was the alcoholic one. Midnight Bite was the non-alcoholic. Correct. And both of them, yeah, were sort of- Literally with syringes. Made with a syringe. I just love those little details, right? Mm -hmm. So even, Mac, when we walked in, our drink ticket was like a little message in a bottle. Which happened in Grim Night as well. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. And then we got a little letter with Dracula's like wax stamp to figure yeah. out where we start. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And this um, time we got to start together. We did. Because last time, because last time we were separated, we were in two different areas. Yeah. Yeah. So those are just little accoutrement things mm-hmm. that I wanted to yep. get into. But Mac, why don't mm-hmm. we go through, I guess, actually, while we're on the elements of things, let's talk about like the different elements. So we've talked about how there it was it's dance. You can choose your own adventure. You can follow mm-hmm. your own character. A first element that let's unpack is this behind the curtain pre-show. Mm-hmm. Yes. So let us know. Why don't you talk about that? What, what we sure. were the opportunity to do. I had Musica Domestica. Mm-hmm. So that meant I was taken downstairs and I was taken downstairs by one of the kind of overseers of the night who assisted the mistress of ceremonies. And that performer's name was Chloe Relis. Mm-hmm. And they were wonderful. They were very good at, you know, prompting you to where you had to go. I ended up downstairs with Renfield 
in their cage in Renfield was eating bugs. Yeah. Of some kind. Like, I don't know. Did you go into Renfield's cage? I was outside of it. Like I had peered into it throughout my mm-hmm. journey, but I didn't get the opportunity yeah. or I didn't go in. Oh, yeah, I yeah, know. Oh, you know, I was put right in there and like you were stepping on things that were crunching. Okay. And then they tried to feed me uh, a bug and I kept my mouth shut because I was like, oh, no way am I eating a bug. Right. Which we did there have the opportunity line. to cross our chest yes. if we if we didn't want there, to do anything there are that we're fighting. Right. Uh, with, with the cross chest. But yeah, yes. Right. So, so that was your trajectory. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So then it was a lot of interactions with Renfield having like kind of character discussions and stuff like that. It was all very well done. Searching, mm-hmm. uh, kind of setting you up for the night there. But you ended up somewhere else entirely than me. Yeah. Was, so again, I was in the yeah. basement. Yeah. So I, so again, this was a sort of like a VIP opportunity. It wasn't offered mm-hmm. to everyone who had their ticket. We were mm-hmm. brought up onto the stage prior mm-hmm. to, and Brie Clark was standing there as the nurse with this silver platter of name mm-hmm. slips that Mac just showed, if you're watching this on YouTube. And mm-hmm. we each got to choose our own word. So my yes. word was trance. So mm-hmm. I was shuttered, like shuttled out off the stage, and I was immediately grabbed by the hand by Sam Darius, who plays yes. Quincy Morris, the character Quincy Morris. Sam yep. also was in A Grim Night. And it's just such a lovely artist and human being. Mm-hmm. So I was really excited that, oh, this is my sort of like character point of view to yeah. start. So Sam actually took me up in the main hall, up in the balcony area. And as mm-hmm. Quincy, it was very like, okay, the stakes are high, <laughs> pun intended. And we need to make sure that all the windows and shutters are shut closed because mm-hmm. there's like this dark cloaked man on the run. And so he basically was right. asking my help to like make sure that the the shutters or the curtains were closed. And then he Mm -hmm. kind of pulled me sort of like balcony center stage and asked me about like, or basically told me like, whatever happens tonight, like, remember, don't be afraid. And like friends, you have friends, keep reminding yourself of that and ask like, do you believe in the magic of of like light? And so it was very, again, it was like, okay, this is cool. Mm -hmm. I'm getting the scope into this, what notch in this story, this character is sort of representing. So it kind mm-hmm. of, it was interesting, like having that be my first foray into the story throughout the whole night, I was mm-hmm. kind of thinking like, okay, yes, friends. Like I had that sort of as like a thesis kind of going yes. into my experience. Yeah. And then I just got welcomed back. I popped sort of back into the space and I went back to the main hall mm-hmm. and yeah, so that's when the Mistress of Ceremonies started us out, gave us the sort of rules right. and regulations of what the night, how the night would unfold. Mm-hmm. And we were asked to open up our letter. And depending on what the letter and the message said was where you started. So Mac and I, do you want to read the letter? I can. Yeah. Welcome. I am anxiously expecting you. Please join me in the main hall. Your right. friend, the amazing so we both mac and i had that same slip but there were some folks that were brought down to the basement some Mm -hmm. to the um, conversation room in the front of the building and so that's sort of the beginning of the adventure is like we're going to start you somewhere but you can choose to leave whenever you want Mm -hmm. tag Mm -hmm. onto a character yeah so we both kind of started there yes jonathan's arrival to meet the count Indeed. So the whole thing, so now that we're kind of diving into the experience, the whole thing Mm -hmm. was 90 minutes. It cycled through twice. Twice. So it was this 
whatever the adaptation that they decided upon. Yeah. Those sort of scene installments cycled mm-hmm. through two times. And just at the end, there was a bit of a different alteration. The climax. Yeah. The climax. The climax to the end of the night slash yeah. the last scene. Yeah. But other than that, everything was repeated twice. So again, mm-hmm. part of me kind of forgot that. And I was so excited when they started again, because I happened to be in the main hall when we started again. I was like, okay, right. I've seen this. Now I can like run off and yeah. go and find something yeah. else. Okay. So Mac, why don't you start map us kind sure. of through what your journey was and yeah, share, especially share like a little tiny yeah, yeah. interaction. Okay. Had, uh, let's any. see here. So you and I both start in the main hall. We see Jonathan and, and the Count's first interaction. And then Minna and Lucy arrive. They do their scene. And just like in the story, they get caught in the rain and they leave again. And I stuck around. And I think that's when you left. Because I knew there was the scene with the brides of um, uh, uh, of Dracula and Jonathan. So I was like, I want to see how they're going to do this scene. Because you'd already advised me that this was going to be a very sultry show. And I was like... This will be my first indicator of how far they're going to go tonight. And so I stuck around. I saw that, as I, as I described in, in the in the non-spoiler section, this very intimate, once again, sensual but not exploitative sequence with Jonathan and the brides. And then basically once that scene was done, I then left because I, I watched some of Jonathan's big solo in there. But then I went off and I ended up in the, in the front room, the solarium. And I basically I walked in on the moment when Lucy is being examined because she has been possessed by the count because I guess while the bride orgy is going on upstairs, downstairs, as I found out in my second round, is when Lucy and the count have their meeting and she gets bit. Right. So I didn't see that scene till my second time, which is uh-huh. nice. But anyway, so my first time around, I missed the I missed, I missed the bite scene, but I got to see her possession take place. I then got to see the fight between Redfield and uh, what's the name? Dr. Seward mm-hmm. as well. And then, and then I ended up, where did I end up next? Down, I think at that point I ended up downstairs mm-hmm. and got to see so, some of the, got to see some of the action with, uh, 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 with the children. Oh, that's right. It was, mm-hmm. it was the children of, of Dracula and Lucy and then ultimately Lucy's demise as well and i loved every time lucy started to go and become the vampire the children would show up in in yeah. whatever scene as they were watching coming basically coming to collect their next right friend Victim, friend yeah. yeah 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 uh and then of course lucy is taken care of they had to have, they had to have the killer and then i came upstairs and that's when i saw minna and the count's big duet which was just beautiful oh my gosh is this the one yeah. in the front room no, this is the one in the main hall. I actually don't. Oh, wait. At the end? It's toward the, the end. end. Okay, yes. I feel it was it's toward okay. the end. It starts off with Jonathan Minna yes. having their yes. moment. He falls asleep on the daybed. And yes. the Count comes in. And this is when she gets attacked and, ha- mm-hmm. ha- and is forced to suck the Count's blood, which then enters the curse of Dracula. Unless they can kill Dracula, then that will break the curse. Did you happen to see also their duet in the front room? No, I missed. That okay, one just I'm br- briefly gonna like slide in a little case yeah, study here. So slide in. There before because on my second iteration, I did see that as well. Mac, they're like duet after mm-hmm. Mina and Jonathan yep. had like an intimate moment on the chaise. Yes, but prior to that, I 
like earlier on in the sequence mm-hmm. of the story, it was almost like Mina was like con like in the front room bedroom area and Dracula yeah. was there, but and they were like lusting or like conjuring Ooh. each other kind of, but they were never, it was like Jack and Kelly, they were never touching, mm. but it was this like sexually charged lusting and longing. And mm. again, no like actual physicality so then when you do get to that last scene that you saw mac it it Mm -hmm. was like really lovely to see their bodies so grotesquely clashed anyways that was just a great choreography through Mm -hmm. line i wanted to absolutely get in there yeah so i saw that sequence and then then basically i ended up back downstairs and the cycle started again so then i was like okay now let's go see all the other scenes that i had missed Mm -hmm. so that's when i got to go downstairs i got to see the lucy seduction scene I got to see, because the first time around, I missed a lot of the Seward and Renfield fight that happens in the front room because I couldn't see there were too many people. Right. So I was like, I want to see that sequence proper. So I was actively keeping an eye because I was like, okay, I I don't need to see the Lucy possession scene again. I've seen that already. So I got I got to got to go see more of the Renfield story where like the brides come down and visit Renfield in Page basically, and, and the Count chews them away. And Renfield escapes and then mm-hmm. ends up attacking Seward. And then, of course, then there is Renfield's death as well. That's another uh, major scene that I got to see that I hadn't seen before. I got to see more of the Van Helsing, Seward, Arthur, Homewood, and Quincy Morris stuff mm-hmm. this time around. So they, they have a great kind of band together scene. And then, and then of course, they get separated which is just happens in the book where the teams all break apart. And I do have to give a shout out to uh, Quincy, uh, Quincy, who was played by Sam Darius, Sam Darius. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it was Quincy who kills the bride or no, sorry. It's the person who kills the brides is, let me just go back to my plot description here. Van Helsing's the one that comes in with this the stake at the end, like for Dracula. No, 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 is that no, what you're different. thinking of? No, no, th- th- this happened downstairs. This happened downstairs oh. with the brides with, with the brides, and this was their big comeuppance scene. Okay. Uh, it's who the hell is the professor? Oh, here we go. Oh, wait, sorry, yes, Van Helsing. Yes, so sorry. Yeah, Van so it was, it hair, was Van Helsing. Hair, yes. Yeah, with yes. Brian Lee is the actor. Yes. Correct. That. Ryan. Yeah. yeah so mm-hmm. yeah, so Ryan had a great scene where, where it was him versus the brides. Yeah, and he ends up sticking them with with the cross, and he's trying to save Minna as well mm-hmm. from from their grasps grasps as well. So it's like a big four part, five part actually, five part yeah dance sequence, beautifully done downstairs, and then of course then we all get end up back upstairs, and it's the big finale where they ultimately kill Dracula, and Minna gets just Minna just like in the book gets to be part of the big climactic battle, and they ultimately vanquish the count and the curse is broken. So there's a lot there. there, There's a lot more in between scenes that I had missed. Yeah. I was I got to go see the second time around, but Jill for you, because you and I got to run into each other a few times, Mm -hmm. like kind of like, where did you end up the first time around? Because even the second round we had more time running into each other. I'm not going to lie. This one uh, in contrast to Grim Knight. So Grim Knight, knowing going into that, I was like, Mm -hmm. I want to get a good swath of, Cinderella and a good swath yes. of Sleeping Beauty. Yeah, so I like really, I really made a point. Yeah, of running around. This one, knowing that it kind of was just an adaptation of Dracula, I kind of mm-hmm. allowed myself to like free fluidly flow. Yeah. 
And it's not that I I didn't care to miss certain scenes, but I, mm-hmm. now having heard your track too, like there are some instances that I didn't catch, but like I right. I would be able to to pair things together and and pretty much assume that that's what was happening in and around mm-hmm. me. Um, so right. I'm not gonna lie, both my tracks through, I know I've gobbled everything ex. Including the Van Helsing taking down the brides. I missed that yeah. in both in my two times through. And the brides and Jonathan having right. that sort of like orgy dance cor- choral piece. But I'm pretty sure I got a taste of pretty much everything else. Mm-hmm. But did you get much interaction with the uh, night, uh, uh, I'm, I'm with the children? Yeah. Or, uh, so that I'm going to talk they were about. All so over. yeah. So I had very intimate moments through both mm-hmm. of my tracks. And I think this is another reason why. I was more focused on like the intimacy and connection with these characters than I was about like, let's make sure I see everything. So Mm. um, I would love to go again to go on the track to see everything. But that's kind of, I think, how I want to talk through my track Mm -hmm. is through these like intimate moments. So that's the first thing that popped up for me was after I was in the main hall with you, Mac, we met Dracula, Jonathan. Mm -hmm. I kind of lingered around Jonathan for a while. He was writing letters, Mm -hmm. which I was lovely. I'm like, okay, great. The leather writing is starting. Like that sort of like symbol. That's a major part of the book. Yeah. OG part. And then I followed the children. Again, so the children are played by Tyler Angel, Dana Mm -hmm. McDonald, and Sarah McDonald. Apologies if I'm mispronouncing anyone's names. But those three folks were in... Grim Knight as well. Yes, and I Sarah was Sleeping Beauty. Or Briar. Yes. Anywho, I followed them and I'm glad I did. So they took me up to the balcony with this tea tray and mm-hmm. sat me down. And there was one other patron with me and we had a tea party. And we sat in a circle and we played basically like Stella Ella Ola, but we were spelling Cute. out blood, like B-L-O-O-D, and just getting really fast with it. Mm. And then they poured tea, which of course was blood or fruit punch or cranberry juice, whatever yeah. they used. And we were actually able to like take a sip of, of it. And oh. then me and the other patron were asked to close our eyes and count to 21 mm-hmm. and don't open your eyes until you're mm-hmm. done. So we were counting and they were like louder, louder. So we were like counting mm-hmm. really loud and then we opened our eyes and they were gone. So I was like, ah. okay, that was kind of a cool little interaction. Another awesome interaction, in- intimate interaction I had was with the Mm -hmm. vampire bride. So a part of their sort of trio that each have like an individual solo bit dance piece and a part of like their trio coming together is they each pulled a chair into the center. So there was three chairs Mm -hmm. and then they decided to pick and like enticed a patron to come sit on the chair. So I was brought to the chair by Drizella played by Kayla Mm -hmm. Willie and the three brides this was like such a a hypnotic like honestly relaxing part of the show because i was just sitting there and they were like dancing Mm -hmm. around the chairs in this like hypnotic sort of like burlesque style and Mm -hmm. they were like shrouding sort of like energies over us like almost like Mm -hmm. casting a spell but not touching us so there was just like this like yeah the shroud of magic and energy and Again, their dancing was Mm -hmm. astonishing and eye contact. And then there was a part two where like they leaned their heads on our lap. So again, it was like me and two other patrons sort of being in the hot seat, if you will, for this interaction. And then we were again sent off our merry way. Another intimate thing I want to mention Mm -hmm. is with Tyler Gledhill, who played Arthur Holmwood and Tyler played Prince Charming in A Grim Night. And 
hi, Tyler. Tyler was one of the castmates who like reached out to us after we did mm-hmm. an episode and like such a sweet human. Yeah. So I'm really glad I got to have this moment. So it was after Lucy's been bitten and sort of has this like outlandish attack and everyone is kind of up in arms and mm-hmm. Arthur is coming to terms with the fact that he's lost his love. He's lost his yes. wife. Like, where do I go from here? Yeah. He was just sort of like, having a wallowing moment on a banister. And then he just looked at me, grabbed my hand and pulled me Mm -hmm. in for like an intimate sort of just like a step here and there sway sort of waltz-esque dance. And the whole time he pulled me in tight and I was, yeah, like literally dancing with Tyler playing Arthur. He was whispering in my ear, this monologue Mm -hmm. of like his love is lost. And like, where do I go from here? She used to be an angel. And so it was just lovely to like get that again. And this is a show that doesn't have a lot of verbal text. So like, when you do get an iter- like iterance of characters saying each other's names or giggling or mm-hmm. there are passages that are said to you intimately, it just it sort of has like this very weighted special moment to the point where mm-hmm. when he kind of sent me off my merry way, people around me were like, wow, great job. Like, good, good job, like being there for that character. <laughs> so that was super lovely. I, I felt honored to have that moment. And there was OK, so a moment I had with Jack Rennie as Dracula. So mm-hmm. I followed him from the main hall all the way down to the basement. And he was just standing at the balcony, basically like overseeing what was happening below. So one of the things that were happening was Mina was in Renfield's cage and he was right. really laser focused on the character. So I was also looking, but then I would look at him and he was really laser focused and just like seething. Mm-hmm. And I'm just standing next to him on the banister, kind of enraptured in, yeah, like what is going on? What is going on in his mind? What's going on in the character's mm-hmm. mind? And then Jack just walked up to me and whispered in my ear, like that man used to be an ally and now he's like, mm. he can't be trusted. And again, it was just like having Dracula whisper in your ear mm-hmm. was just like, oh my goodness. Like, yeah. So that I had, yeah, these little sort of intimate vocal moments and then also movementy moments that I felt just super, yeah, in on everything and sort of not even just our big characters going on their journeys, but these sort of knowing, getting to hear the inner workings and like what the hearts and souls and minds of some of our side characters. Right. Also one of the children I followed James played by the other Tyler and the cast. And he gave me this little flower just as like a fun little thing. Yeah. So you could just tell too, like the actors were just having a ball in a hoot, just Mm -hmm. sort of building their character psyche, you know, spiraling it into movement. Again, I I pretty much saw everything that you saw Mac and mapped out. But then again, it's kind of more a soup in my brain because I was kind of more Mm -hmm. focused on the intimacy versus the chronology of things. Right. One thing I do want to talk about and pay homage and sync us back to like the Mm -hmm. sensuality and sexuality of this piece, like we mentioned Mm -hmm. about three times already, was so well done. And there's even at the final scene, the intimate moment that's happening with Mina and Jonathan, both mm-hmm. actors are quite like stripped down to like nude yeah. undergarments. And it just was astonishing. It was like, you know, these statuesque characters or actors and coming up, giving us an iteration and interpretation of something that is super sexualized and very grotesque mm-hmm. and spooky. In, such like an elegant and tactful way yeah it just every 
everything kind of dramaturgically made sense. Again, going to the letters, one of Mina's solo pieces that I got to catch, she walks in with a leathered notebook and a bunch of letters and just drops yes, okay. them into Okay, yes, I saw that piece. Yes, where she yeah. was studying things. Yes. Yeah. And so that was interesting to me too, because if I was following her trajectory, this is where I'm just like, this dramaturgically is brilliant. Because if I was following mm-hmm. the character's trajectory, I'd probably know whose letters and whose notebooks those were. Yeah. But because I was in the main hall and I just stayed there and waited till Kelly Mina came with all this mm-hmm. information, I'd already seen her interact with several folks. So I was like, these notebooks and letters could be Jonathan's that she found or have. They could be Dracula's writings and workings that she's coming like, oh, my goodness, I'm trapped with this beast. They could be Renfield's writings and notebooks, which near in Mm -hmm. her solo piece, she does sort of do like eating bug movements and sort of bug like movements. But I just Mm -hmm. love that the fact that you didn't have to know necessarily story wise, like whose notebooks or whose letters were those. It was just like. This is I believe a dancer. They are Renfields. Sure. Yeah. And, but it's also if, just if, like, if I'm remembering their relationship, because there's a lot of side scenes that I caught yeah. briefly of them in the cage together. <laughs> Remina was going to him. So, and because of Renfield's objective in the story, too. Yeah. Yeah. But even like over. not knowing that and put kind of even coming into this experience, yeah. like, I love to grim, like, for example, if you were someone, a patron who's like, I love to grim night. I don't know anything about Dracula, but I just want to engulf myself in yeah. the story. Again, the fact that paying homage or shouting out again, Kelly Shaw, just mm-hmm. being a, a dancer, an actor, a performer who can just tell a, a version of a story with mm-hmm. these props that are paying homage to the original way that this story yeah. is written is through diary entries and letters. Mm-hmm. And you don't really know, you know, the characters that are all over the world and you don't really know okay, what is it? This must have something to do with this. Mm -hmm. Like you're kind of tying and threading those things together when you read Dracula. So it was lovely that this immersive theater experience does that for you, Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Wow. Again, we said this with Grim Knight, but we could just go on and on talking about the intricacies. There's a lot in here. Like once again, I wish I had like those new eyeglasses that could record what you're seeing. I don't know if this uh, existed. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, Google's got them. Apple's got them. We're like, we're like basically, well, it's it's like a uh, video camera and eyeglasses, right? So mm-hmm. basically, you can go back and look through your day, right? So I mean, wow. I wish I could because there's just so much physicality in this and so many layers that mm-hmm. each of these performers bring to the, their roles that it's you know you can only take in so much in a moment. Yeah, but if um, you want to just isolate one dancer at any given time in a scene and just go, okay, what are you doing specifically in this moment? Yeah, you could. I mean, I mean, you could have a field day doing doing the play by play to figure definitely. out mm-hmm. definitely, definitely. And I would love to be like a fly on the wall or at sitting at a seat at the initial table work for a show like this because, mm-hmm. again, hats off to Julia for mm-hmm. helming the, this yeah. beast of a piece where you constantly have things in motion and mm-hmm. you have to make sure. The full story is being told, but in different pockets and by different humans. And then layer on top of that, like you're saying, Mac, the -hmm. specificity of dance, of movement, of text. And, you know, yeah, these types of shows are massive undertakings, but like some of the most brilliant work that we get the privilege of seeing here in Toronto for folks who haven't seen a Transcendence Project or um, are more interested in kind of the flavor of what we're talking about. If you have Mm -hmm. seen 
no more in like New yep. York or very much a type of theatrical movie. immersive experience that it, it is a very much along those lines. So yeah, so we need more of that happening in Toronto. So agreed, Joe. We want to see more. Give us some Amazing. more. Yeah. So on that note, I think mm-hmm. we can wrap things up again. Let's, this episode let's is fly going out here out. like a bat out of hell. Hey, it's going out, leaving you only Saturday's opportunity to catch the show. Yes. But please grab a ticket if you still can. Please, um, please. Hopefully they continually bring this piece back because I also think yeah. it's something that I would love to see several times mm-hmm. to go on different journeys and different 100%. tracks. So, yes, what's happening at the Great Hall here in Toronto Mm -hmm. going on now until February 24th. And, Mm -hmm. yeah, directed and choreographed by Julia Cratchley, music composed Mm -hmm. by Owen Belton, and the star-studded cast that we've chatted about. So we Mm -hmm. will pop information down below. Yeah, yeah, follow Transcendence Project on Instagram, too, because they're always amazing with their marketing materials and giving tidbits of what they have upcoming. So Some of their trailers alone are just beautiful pieces of art. Stunning. Yeah, to, absolutely to stunning. Mm-hmm. Great. Mm-hmm. So on that note, Mac, where can folks find and follow you? They can find, follow me at Mackenzie Horner, all social media platforms. You can follow my musical antics over at Before the Downbeat, a musical podcast. We will not be covering Dracula the musical anytime soon, as that is a very mixed bag of a show that definitely it was not well received and is not, you know fondly remembered so I'm, I'm much more happier talking about this version of dracula than than the broadway musical version that was done with des mackinoff a few years ago so this is much better go see this nice. <laughs> this is much much better uh great. but there you go jill where, um, where can people find and follow you yes great so you can follow me at my artist's instagram account at jillian.robinson96 mm-hmm. you'll see any upcoming projects i might have down the lines covers of songs Right. Just follow me if you'd like. But also, more importantly, you should follow Cup of Hemlock Theater. Right. So if you are watching us on YouTube, go ahead and like, share, subscribe, comment below. Mm-hmm. We are on social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. And right. you can listen to us wherever you listen to your podcast. And yeah, we love we love mm-hmm. doing what we do, Mac. This, this is really fun. Do. Like, every episode is great, but it takes, yeah, yeah these being able to do these duet reviews for companies that are just give such rich, rich performances. Mm-hmm. It's a pleasure. So thank you for listening. Everyone thank you. stay safe. Remember that you have friends and believe in the magic of light. Like that's right. told in my pre-show. That's right. That's right. We All will right. catch everyone on the next episode of yes. The Cup. Cheers. Next episode. Uh, uh, uh. Bye. Bye.